Hey, it's Allison here. A quick disclaimer. I took a break from this audio platform to explore other distribution methodologies, and I've decided to shift the nature of the Culture Changers podcast to be where entrepreneurs come to build their business through podcasting. So it made sense to return here. If you want to learn more, please check out episode 77 for details. In the meantime, I am re-releasing the episodes aired on the other platform and thought you should know. I'm not coming from an expert perspective, and I always want to clarify that. I'm, I'm no pro. I don't have a degree. I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a mom. And I'm genuinely interested in what she has to say, and I only have one time to get it right. I right. only have one kid. Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Culture Changers, the podcast that brings you unconventional wisdom by uncommon people. Together, we are shattering old paradigms to reshape our world and inviting you to make your own mark. With the advent of the Me Too movement and the doors that people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Gloria Steinem have opened for women and gender equality, I often wonder if our daughters and the girls of the next generation will grow up believing a completely different story about themselves. I mean, when I was a teenager, my mother beat it into my head over and over and over again. And my mom would say, Allison, never rely on a man to make money. Make your own money. Go to college. Finish college. Make your own way. And it was so important to her that her daughters had their own independence because my mother didn't have that experience. And now the culture is really changing again as it always evolves. But girls really can do anything. Equality in the executive boardrooms. A woman could actually become president of the United States. And we don't have to diminish who we are to please a man. And we as female adults are really unlearning some of the cultural conditioning and programming that has been instilled in us from generations and generations of really a patriarchal society. But how do we adapt to this new world? Well, today's episode is going to flip everything you know about gender and raising your kids and the power of your voice on its head. It will inspire you. It will truly make you see things in a new way. So I have a friend. Her name is Rachel Leah Hoffman. And you may recognize her voice because she is not only the voice of BYLR Radio. She is a brilliant professional voiceover actor and has been the voice of companies like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Google, Pandora, so many others. Her voice is like butter. And she called me this past summer and said, Allison, I think I need to start a podcast. But it's not just a podcast for her. It's with her seven-year-old precocious daughter, Sila Grace, who is also, get this, she is a seven-year-old professional voice actor. It is the first ever unscripted mother-daughter chat cast, and it's cleverly named She Sounds Like Me. But as I got a sneak peek into these new episodes, which, by the way, have deeply struck such a nerve with an audience that each time an episode has been released, it is being shared like wildfire. But I digress. What I realized is her podcast is revolutionary. 
And you'll hear from our chat with Rachel and her daughter that this is the power of the child's voice and the parent's ability to give the space to be heard and give the space for children's voices to be heard. It's really about the power of a voice. And I need to get to this interview right away. But before I do, please go on the socials and go hit me up on at Allison underscore underscore hair on the socials. Say hello. Let me know what hit home for you today. And I'd love to connect with you at AllisonHair.com. Here is my chat with mother-daughter duo Rachel Leah Hoffman and Sila Grace. Rachel and I have been friends for three years. We met in a program. It was called Manifestation Masters. Shout out to Jen Mazer. And we immediately, it was like, you, you ever meet those people where you just, you know them immediately, instantaneously. And that is how it has been for Rachel and I. And so we became accountability partners. And both of us had this vision. So this was before the podcast. This was before a lot of things happened for you. And for me, where we both wanted to we wanted to make our mark and it was through our voices, but in different ways. So for me, I wanted to do a TED talk. I wanted to start a podcast. And for you, you wanted to? I wanted to break free of corporate is really what I wanted to do, (laughs) but also use my voice for good through voice acting, which is something I've been doing for almost 20, 21 years now, and really take it full time and do storytelling, commercials and promos and all that full time, radio imaging. Um, Yeah, from the comfort of my home so I could be with my daughter because it was being away from her and so detached and not present that made me feel like, wow, you know, there's bigger purpose there and we need to be present. And so being there and being home with her was the first fundamental thing. But then harnessing a little bit of a craft and going back to the roots of really using my voice to be a good role model for her was the was really the key. Yes. How'd I do? You did pretty good, huh? <laughs> But I think it's really, um, I think it's pretty unbelievable. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because your story is unfolding as we speak. And your story is so powerful and it is so magical in a lot of ways. But everything you do, Rachel, I know you and everything you do is so intentional. Oh, wow. Thank you. Doesn't feel like that always, <laughs> of course, when you're in the body. But um, yeah, I guess it has been. It was kind of like, a, a, I think through the program Manifestation Masters, we were able to identify what mattered and um, kind of tune in the moral compass a little bit and find purpose and figure out what that was. And then I think from there, the intention was set, or at least maybe it was always, it was always there, but it was, a little, it was made clear then. And that's and then since then it's kind of unfolded swimmingly. But I, it's it's nice to hear that because it doesn't feel like it sometimes when you're in the thick of it and you're moving through the daily. It kind so. of like unfolds on its own when it's ready to. That's right. That's part of manifesting it though too. I think it's like you kind of call it into existence. You like you're like doing it and you're like, oh geez, I'm not going to do this correctly. Then it comes back to you like a beam of 
sunlight. And when you least expect it, some things start to fall into place. And that's exactly what happened with um, with voiceover work and then how Sila got involved in voice work. And then it kind of I went from there. Well, that's where I think is something uh, really astounding about you, Sila. You are like Drew Barrymore. You're like Gertie in E.T. And if you've seen E.T., she's just this precocious, smart, old soul, you know, really dazzling. You can't take your eyes off of her. And you have always had this talent for performing. And it is it is manifested in a lot of different ways. And so you have, um, I don't want to speak out of turn, and I may miss some things, but you have acted, you have danced you have performed ukulele, you've learned music, you found this affinity for entertainment. And so I, I'd be interested to hear how you got into voice acting and how it feels for you to entertain like you do. Okay, so when my mom first got into voice acting... Full-time. Yes, full-time. Yeah. She wanted to get me into it because she knew that I wanted to do something like this. And she thought it would be a great investment for me and her to do together. Now that I'm more in, like, I know what I'm doing more than I used to, it feels like I'm just expressing my heart more than I can ever do it. Oh, wow. That's really nice to hear, Sai, for sure. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's really nice to hear from your perspective, especially since, um, you know, this is kind of a a pivot, I guess. It's not like you came saying, oh, I want to talk for a living. But um, I think the performance aspect is totally on point from what Allison said. You've always been entertaining. And when when (laughs) I I went to a, a, a female, a female voice actors conference and when they asked me why I was getting into this full time after so long and I explained it was because I needed to connect with my daughter more and be more present I said well has she ever worked on the mic before and I said no I wouldn't even think of that I mean she's seven or no at the time you were five yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, I said well let's just try it if she likes storytelling if she likes performing you know maybe that's something she'd be interested in and she and so we tried out some scripts and then I mean, to my surprise, she took to it like kind of like a moth to a flame and just uh, kept coming home off the bus asking to practice again and again. And that's, you know, I think it's our job as parents to kind of nurture what guides them and try not to get the our own ego in the way. And uh, I didn't want to press upon her anything that was going on for me, although it was wildly exciting to share a craft and something I was passionate about. But then it really came to be more about being able to teach her that her voice could be heard and that it could, it, it, then it mattered. And I think that, you know, there's something undeniable as a podcaster, you know that when you put on headphones and you can hear yourself speak, it resonates in your brain in a bit of a different way, almost in your soul. And I knew that at least getting her to start hearing her voice out loud would help build confidence. Mm clarity, articulation, better understanding of the English language, but more importantly, just like you you said, Sila, like what, what kind of fueled your heart in a way that you couldn't express maybe in other areas of yeah. art, artisticness or craft, mm-hmm. right? 
I think what's so interesting is that when you think about voiceover artists, and <clears throat> I know this because I have some friends in the business as well, even prior to knowing you. And one of the things that comes up a lot is when you tell somebody that you're a voiceover artist, people are like, oh my God, I've always wanted to do that. They think it's so easy. You just get on a mic and you start talking. But I think what's so interesting about your story, Rachel, Rachel Mama, is is why the voice is so important and why this particular career, it's not that it was just fun and it's exciting and it's sexy and it's, you know, uh, there's a lot of allure in in any entertainment industry. But I think why this platform is so important to you and now and I'll, I have will have done a proper intro to this, but you have a podcast called She Sounds Like Me. Yes. Both of you do, which is the only unscripted mother-daughter chat cast between a mother and a seven-year-old. And a lot of it is, is really, what'd you say? And it's actually the only mama-daughter duo podcast in the world. Oh, really? Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you, fact dropper, fact dropper. <laughs> Uh, where, where, the, where the kid is a is a host, yes. right? That's unscripted. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why that it is it is so well thought out and so intentional of why it is it wasn't just something fun to do. There is a big purpose behind it. I'd be interested to get your perspective. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think that through the journey of um, starting to work together, for which, I mean, it's we're going on two years now where Sila has been working professionally in voice. Um, really, the whole underlying reason was to continue to, to nurture that core fact was that to show a kid that, you know, she can be heard. And as a young woman these days, um, that she can speak up and speak her mind. And as an adult, as a mother, it's my job to listen. Um but I, I also started to realize that we were having deeper conversations that maybe weren't being discussed with kids as openly. She, where she's an only child. We have a little bit more of a liberal perspective in our house, and we talk a little bit more fluidly about some of these big issues that are happening in the world. And um, and I thought it was important to hear what she had to say. Um, at first, the podcast started as a... Uh, kind of an audio time capsule of what is just going on in this insane year. Like a documentary. Yeah. yeah. Just a, I thought if nobody else listens, at least, hey, we've got these microphones anyway. <laughs> We're talking to each other anyway. We're having intuitive and intelligent conversations um, between a mother and child. And hey, let's just capture it and see what happens. Uh, it was kind of to track our COVID course as everyone has an individual experience in this thing. And then also because we made a decision early on to transition out of public school and go into a homeschool hybrid program. And so I thought maybe there are some nuggets of information to track along that path. Or as you would say, golden nuggets. Golden, <laughs> golden nuggets. Um, so I thought maybe there's something to glean there that might be helpful to someone else. Um, and then, of course, there's the paradigm between um, being a you know, anyone that was that coaches their kid and maybe sees the similarity having to switch gears between being this overarching parent figure and then becoming the coach, you know, for their child's team or um, uh, maybe become their their 
their manager and in this performance arts space, whether you have a competitive child in gymnastics or sports or a model, a kid that's into modeling or dancing. And so I thought we'd track that and that'd be a vein of this conversation. And then it became deeper than that. It became really big. Yes. Yeah. You guys have come out of the gates. You haven't even launched officially. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the day we're recording this, I think it's October 3rd. And um, and your official launch is October 11th, 11th. which yeah. is the International Day of the Girl. And so I think what is, um, what is fascinating is that you guys came out of the gates racing like a thoroughbred. And this has really resonated um, for a lot of mothers in a lot of ways. And it doesn't have to be um, people that to me, I, I've been listening to some of the episodes. I've, I've been fortunate enough to get a sneak peek on some of the future episodes. And I just like, I get chills every time because it is revolutionary. And the reason why it's revolutionary is how powerful <laughs> is how powerful your voice is and both of our voices both of your voices and i think um and this is specifically to you Rachel you and i are are similar in age and i know there are a couple of factors that as parents as mothers you and i are like we can't screw this up we're just trying what can we do not to mess up our kids <laughs> And so, and there are a lot of factors in that. I mean, some of it is, is how we're raised. Some of it is cultural that, you know, like my parents spanked us when we were younger because every parent spanked them. And now it's not really how you raise kids. So there's, there's a whole evolution of child rearing. And I think what is so interesting about your show is that me as a parent and listening and I'm getting ideas for, wow, I can do this with my kids. To your point, there are a lot of parenting podcasts out there. And this didn't really set out to, with the intention to be about parenting. Um, it was more of just an interesting perspective that I hadn't heard anywhere else and that I was looking for. I was kind of so sick of being told what to do um, by experts and mommy bloggers, and I am none of those things, and I couldn't relate. And the other, the thing that was missing the most was, what, what were their kids saying? They can tell me all day what worked for them, but what was their kid like what was what was the result like you know what are the children saying because I know what mine says and she comes back to me with big questions that I don't know how to answer and so I hadn't heard anything like that and I felt like it was important um, like I said before it was my job to listen but mostly because the decisions that we are making right now are going to so largely impact them much more than they'll in- impact ourselves. And I wanted to know from her what those things were. Um, So springboarding off of that, it was more, I was also so sick of all the negativity out there. I mean, it takes one flick of the thumb on social media and your feed is filled with so many negative insights. And I also know in my heart that gratitude raises us up and there's a vibration there and you can very quickly get into this negative spiral and then that can transpire into your relationships in the house and the communications that you have with your kids and the second you come in keyed up you're that's the the people you love the most are the ones going to get that 
So I'm, of course, naturally inclined to go to social media to see great kid pics and try to cheer my friends on, but I was being sucked into the negative pull. And I wanted a community on Facebook that I could go to of of like-minded modern women that would that would um, raise each other up. And so I started one. Sila, so something you said in one of your podcasts is that you felt at five years old that you needed to use your voice. And I wanted to know what that was like for you. What did that feel like? It felt like there was a tiny little ball of fire in the pit of my stomach, and it was rising slowly. And it was trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the end, it just exploded and felt like, I have to do this. I can't hold it in any longer. Otherwise, it's just going to come out of me like an angry ball of fire Hmm. again. What did you have to say? I just wanted to share my life story and share it with people share with anybody who would listen. Well, you had some big ideas, too, about um, about environmental protection, about taking care and doing good. So one of the things we talk about a lot is like being a stand-up citizen. And you were always very vocal about how you could um, be a good citizen to others, take care of um, each other and people that you knew. So I think that had something to do with it, too. Yes, it did. It very much did. So tell me about what the podcast has been like for you. And you, so now that some of the episodes have come out and you get to record with your mom and a lot of it is really thought provoking things. I mean, you you guys are really talking about some really fun, lighthearted stuff and some really serious, yes. deep, um, deep feelings and, and kind of a reflection of what's going on in our world today. Yeah. What has it been like for you as the, these, these episodes have gone public? It's been a little crazy. Um, I know that it's going to get easier as we get move into more of the podcast. I know that it's going to it's going to be better and it's going to flow more easily. But at first I thought seriously, I'm never going to be able to do this. Why? I felt like that because like I felt like that because um it was like so rushing and every single day we had to do something else to plan for the podcast. And my mom had and mom has to be on had to be on her phone all day, which she always does. <laughs> We're all guilty. I don't like it. I don't like it. And she was on her phone all the time because so she had to get the pictures right and all the intro right. And she was downstairs in the basement most of the day. And I was downstairs in the basement most of the day. And the basement is where you record. Yeah. That's where your studio is. <laughs> yes. Studio. She wasn't just holding herself up in the basement <laughs> no. with a cauldron. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yeah. But now that it's smoothing out a little bit and we've done a lot of work and it's we've launched it and there's no more recording the intro, no more... No more recording the outro. No more sticking with the pictures. Um, I feel like it's going to flow easily. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of ramp up. So that's been kind of a, a, a cool and, um, I don't know, maybe like a, a tertiary benefit to all this has been showing her how to set up a business. And she already has a pretty good um, awareness of that just because of the voiceover work that we do in, in the business. And that, you know, once you make a commitment to someone, like whether it's a client or a job or an agent, that, you know, even when we're not feeling our best, we got to get it done because we made a commitment. And that's what business is. That's what makes it different than play. It's also what gives us the opportunity to do something extraordinary. Because, like, when you are going to play, that can get blown off easily because you might have other things to do. But if you've made a commitment for, like, a job or something, um, you can't go back. Yeah, you're going to be a person of your word. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to say, what? <laughs> she didn't. She made a commitment and she left me. I am never hiring her. I am never. I'm never talking to her again. Bye. You guys are pros, but I'm curious, Sila, when you just don't feel like recording, but you have to. How do you get yourself in in the mood? How do you get yourself professionally ready? I go downstairs. I go into our little, and I quote, gym. Um, <laughs> makeshift gym. <laughs> yes, makeshift gym. Um, and I try to get my wiggles out. That's really good because I heard on the on the um, the anxiety episode, which I thought was just masterful from you Thank both. You. Thank you. But I loved your meditation techniques. My my kids were doing the bubble. Oh, good. With you. Yeah. They were doing the bubble in the car. Perfect. <laughs> the balloon bubble? <clears throat> yep, where it goes pop. <laughs> yeah, she teaches me stuff like this all the time. And and that's what I, I guess I was getting at is like, we're not listening to them. And I'm not, like, maybe I wasn't listening enough, listening closely enough, because those are golden nuggets that. Did, did you say that I say that Golden nuggets! <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that we can apply, right? And, it's, and, it's, and there's value there. And she teaches me this stuff all the time. So it's kind of neat to see it in that perspective and have some fun with it. How do you foresee the community or, or creating something where other parents and their children can get more involved? What do you see would would be because you know I, I told you this privately Rachel that you know I, I admitted where I'm like you know I listen to it and I almost feel an envy and an envy that I you have this platform you have these amazing voices and and to be able to record it in a podcast and I'm like god I would love to do that you know you and have that. I, I know it's ridiculous <laughs> yes you do you know <laughs> but I wonder about how other I, I imagine that there are probably other people listening to and not to take away from anything but to say well how can I replicate that kind of dialogue with my child in a way that's safe in a way that I am listening as a parent in a way that my child can speak do you have any guidance there oh my gosh you know I I, I don't know because I'm not I'm not coming from an expert perspective, and I always want to clarify that. I'm, I'm no pro. I don't have a degree. I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a mom. And I'm genuinely interested in what she has to say, and I only have one time to get it right. I right. only have one kid. Um, 
you know, I, I quit my full-time job to be here and be present with her. And as she openly admits, and as do I, my cell phone is my business. So and sadly, you know, there's a bit of guilt that go- comes with that because I have to run my business, her business, and now our podcast business, <laughs> sometimes from the palm of our hands, sometimes at the playground. Um, but just asking bigger questions instead of the surface stuff mm-hmm. is the is the key. I mean, you know, when we talk about how we build out the podcast and, and yeah, it takes a little bit of work to um, create topics and things like that. Um, it's also part of her homeschool curriculum, which oh, is... Oh, how does that work? <laughs> well, it's just become, there's many different ways of homeschooling, but one of the um, more unfamiliar ways is called unschooling and really just following the child's creativity or their child-led exploration. And so some of that comes down to if she's interested in something, we need to go figure it out, go down the rabbit hole and find the answers. Um, Her dad's really good at this. And I've kind of watched him and taken his lead. If she's interested, let's go figure out what that is and go deeper and ask deeper questions and let her ask deeper questions. If I don't know the answer, let's go find it. So when it comes to the podcast, we're talking about a little bit of, there's a little bit of prep work that goes into it. For instance, when... Uh, well, the the anxiety episode, um, we talk about, we had to answer some big questions because that was on the heels of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. Yes. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an influential figure to most females, at least. But it was when we heard the news together, Sila burst out into tears because she was an icon in my seven-year-old's eyes. And it's because we taught her early that there are change makers out there that she needed to be aware I, wanted, I wanted her to be aware of. Yeah. And so she knew the 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 weight of of that passing and what that was gonna do. And then of course we dug in a little bit deeper so we could answer answer more about what she did and really so she could understand. And things like that are I think important. Just follow follow their course of interest and you never know where it will lead us. Yeah. Sila, do you feel heard? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you can do with this podcast? I feel like I could build an entire new country mm. with this. Sila, I would like to move to this country. I don't know the details, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'll build a house right for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. What do you think you can do? Like, what are some of the things that you hope to share with your, with your, with other kids that you, that are your age, or that aren't your age? I honestly don't know. I like to see what those people are about, and then see what I can do to help them or talk to them based on what they do and how they communicate better with people maybe you could contribute to that yes Mm. don't cry (laughs) please don't start crying (laughs) (laughs) so it's uh it's been an interesting ride i think it will continue to evolve yeah i think what's interesting too for me I, i didn't expect to learn so much about my own parenting style or 
the just exploring this together has taught us a lot about how to work better together, how to listen to each other, be a little bit more respectful of each other and our thoughts and our our processes because they're different. But Rachel, I know that you were so we have obviously talked before this as as you were c- concepting this. And you even with Sila going into voiceover work and your concern was her privacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how you came to getting to a comfort level yeah. of having your daughter in a public place. I mean, you can hear your voice and welcome to Moe's and in some video games. <laughs> yeah. I think that it, it, it is definitely a sensitive topic. Um, I'm we're we are as parents acutely aware of of that. Sila and I often talk about um, we we leave location specific things out, um, names and and things to protect the anonymity of the other people in our lives. Um, you know, for a long time um, in, in voice acting, she doesn't go by her last name. And that was an initial concern. But really, the second your kid is in uh, accelerated sports programs and makes the local news because they've done an excellent job on their football team, they're out there. A second, a child is cast in a lead role for uh, their, you know, community play or their um, they start to break free on YouTube and things like that. Because of the way media works these days, it just spreads like wildfire. There are creeps out there. Um, and I think it's we're, we will do everything in our power to just monitor that um, conversation or how she's uh, she's interpreted as we grow. Um, but I think that there's a risk there, but there's a bigger, I don't want to say, I don't want to say there's a bigger reward because there's, you know, your privacy is the utmost importance and safety, sorry, is the utmost importance. (laughs) But I think we're in an unusual position to, um, share some information and some thoughts that could help even just one person, um, that there, the risk offset is, is is minimal in that regard. And part of the reason why you started the community is because it is closed mm-hmm. and it is a place where you can protect mm-hmm. not only your daughter, but protect people that are engaging mm-hmm. there. And it, it has grown like wildfire. Yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you launched nice it thing. and somehow, you know, people really resonated yeah. with it. And so I love the idea that you have taken this concept and then created your own insulation um, and even your own little utopian world of just trying to figure it out together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that she sounds like me community, which um, you know is just a group on Facebook and in, in right now, but um, and as of course you could subscribe on to to our mailing list on our website, but is really is not even just for moms. It's and neither is the podcast. While it seems kind of mom centric, it's more for applicable for woke women. (laughs) Say that, or even parents or people that are just interested in that conversation and that perspective. I have uh, straight single men that have given us some incredibly positive feedback. Is that right? Yeah, that they're very interested in the conversations Hmm. that are being had and women uh, that I know that never plan on having children appreciate the perspective of what those conversations might look like it kind of gives them an intimate glimpse of either what they uh, are glad because (laughs) they're either glad of their decision or that they might reconsider I don't know but they it's just just 
what I keep hearing is that it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the community is built so that we can continue to lift each other up and celebrate our successes and talk positively about what's happening in the world or, or, or even when the stuff is negative, what can we do that's positive that will change that in an upward motion and an upward trajectory? Preach. Yeah, <laughs> and stop being swallowed whole by all this negativity because mm. there are right. plenty other Facebook groups or forums or mom squads that even, can... Yeah, and even sometimes any type of Facebook or Twitter or anything could suck you in no matter what. And then you keep scrolling and keep scrolling, and then something pops up, and you're like, why? (laughs) Well, that happens every day, yeah. That happens every minute. And she is not, just so we're clear, on social media. While she has a social media presence because of her acting. You control it. (laughs) Yes. And that, you know, there's I still don't like you being on your phone all day. Correct. (laughs) I know. Sila, what do your friends think of all of this? And what do they think of you in the entertainment industry? I don't know. I mean, you haven't honestly, talked to them? I don't really talk much about VO to all of really? my friends. I only really talk to it about friends that know what's up. <laughs> no, okay. So let's talk about your friends that know what's up. Are you... <laughs> Are you, um, what do you tell them about it? What do they think about it? Do Um, they think it's cool? They think it's cool, and they think I'm just sitting in a little box Mm -hmm. on a microphone and just... You are. Yeah. (laughs) You are, though. Those are facts. exactly what you're doing. (laughs) And just talking. That's another fact. <laughs> uh, and maybe they don't realize how much work goes into it. But yes. I don't think, yeah, I mean, Sila doesn't really put it out there because she, you know, I think it's kind of embarrassing for kids in a way. Do you think it's embarrassing, Sai? Mm-hmm. You get Why? Sh- you get shy about it. I think you're pr- yeah. one part proud, but then also shy. <laughs> a little shy because it's, you know, and he points out anything that you're. I don't know, unique in anything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is, and I'm um, getting paid a lot. I'm going to leave that in, Rachel. <laughs> that is not always the case or the point, but it is a side effect sometimes. Yes, it is. Do you feel embarrassed a little bit that you yes. are probably different than some of your other friends? A little bit, yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes. Is there any other emotions that come up for you that that time? Um, like I said earlier, I still get that little ball of fire, but it's different. What does it feel like? It feels like it comes up. I'm tr- I tr- I'm I'm like, here we go. I'm gonna tell my friends about this, and then it comes up. Something hmm. comes up in me, and it blocks me from doing it. Hmm. It's it- like. Anxiety? Pretty much. We just learned about that in a big way, right? Yeah, big way. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder how that will continue to go for you, but um, I know you're, like, quite proud. We hear, when we hear her on the radio or we listen back to these podcasts, I mean, it's, I think that must do something else to us. I hope that in a positive way it affects her psychological yeah. process of knowing that, oh, wow, it's not just us and our family that's hearing her voice or that that storytelling ability 
is is there. I don't know. We'll see how it continues to unfold. <clears throat> I have to say, during this conversation, there are like <laughs> there are like nonverbal conversations going on between Sila and Rachel. They're <laughs> always pretty are. funny. <laughs> Hand gestures. Oh, yes. <laughs> the facial expressions. <laughs> you guys have a good thing going on. <laughs> Thank you. What are you most excited about, Sila? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, what are you most excited about with your, with homeschool, with, with the hybrid of homeschool, with She Sounds Like Me podcast, with voiceover acting? What are you most excited about as, as this unfolds? For homeschooling and... Our hybrid homeschool. I like that I get to be in person and play with friends. And then sometimes I get to stay here and play with my big sis slash best friend forever and ever and ever. Who's that? Uh, uh, oh. It's my oh, friend. Okay. Yeah. And you were pointing towards Rachel. <laughs> I didn't know if that yeah, was I'm like too. <laughs> the big sister. No. Oh, God, no. Um, and my mom which is you, and just being able to switch, swatch between places that I can, so that I can be with both, with all people I like. And I just think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. And then with the She Sounds Like Me podcast, um, I'm just excited for the opportunity and the conversations that are yet to come. Perfect. Oh, my goodness. Me too. Do you know what I think is going to happen, Sila? What? I, say, I think that you guys are actually going to start a little bit of a movement. And yes. I feel like you're going to start, I think, by the example that you're setting and not to put a lot on your shoulders because it kind of feels that way too. Mm-hmm. But I think that some of the the things that you do, like the backpack drive mm-hmm. and and your heart for serving others and for helping others and making the world better, I think the more you highlight that, the more other kids will want to do that too. And you start to have a chain effect. Yes which will be really exciting mm-hmm. to see that you guys can do this together. Drink, you know, that <laughs> have you heard of, um, have you heard the, the expression all boats rise together? Mm-mm, no. I'm not sure if that's the right thing, but um, when, yeah. So I, I'm not sure if that's the exact right expression, but when you have all the boats together and the water rises, they all rise together. And so, but you need all the boats there to do that and so you're part of that right you know you're part of that movement what about you Rachel what are you most excited about um just growing with together and being able to deepen our relationship as a mother daughter and you know if we can influence anyone else to do good and kind of raise the vibe then that's exciting to me I mean um it never we didn't start out with trying to um you know have a lot of subscribers or anything like that. It was, or, or definitely not to make money. Um, <clears throat> it was really to just continue these conversations and have this great library of this time and continue to grow that. Now that it's really changing, I mean, the more people that we can impact, the better. I think that um, we've already had so much incredible feedback. I didn't really realize how powerful that could be or how unique this conversation, these conversations that we were having are. 
and how important and timely they are, mm. especially given where we're at as a community, as a culture, as a world right now. And, you know, I always said, like, if we could just help change uh, in a positive direction, you know, one family or one kid's viewpoint, then we've done our work and we've done a good job at it. And I think that from what we can already tell, even just a few episodes in before the launch, that's already happening. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that continues to glow. <laughs> so how can people find you? Give it to him, Sai. Yeah. Social media. What is it? We're on social media, Sai. Well, you could just do the trailer. Yeah, do it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not on demand? No, thank you. On SheSoundsLikeMe.com. No. <laughs> no. I want to hear you say it. No. Say, can you say welcome to Mo's? No. Okay. <laughs> I may have put her on the spot. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. All of our socials are at She Sounds Like Me, and uh, the website is She Sounds Like Me. What? <laughs> on the socials. On the socials. <laughs> uh, she sounds like me. Dot com. No, dot com. Now it's dot com. Yeah. Dot yeah. com. Um, and uh, we're on all podcast platforms. Well, here's the deal. Your voices matter, and they are starting a movement. And I'm so proud of you, Sila. I'm so proud of you, Rachel. I'm Thank grateful you. to be even in your orbit, and even to be on the receiving end to listen to these podcasts because they are changing. They are culture changing. Thank I'm you. grateful to be in your bedroom, Sila, right <laughs> now. It, it's tons of pillows and stuffed animals. We felt like it would be the best sound, yes. and uh, I thought it was the most fun. So I thank you so much. Thank you. We so, we're super grateful for you. I'm proud of you too, Alice. Thank you. Yeah, way to continue yeah. the movement. Hooray! Hooray! Ah, aren't Rachel and Sila so captivating and endlessly interesting? I just felt like this conversation was so thought-provoking. And I especially loved where Rachel said she didn't relate to the moms who had all the answers. I so get that. Anyway, please subscribe and listen to She Sounds Like Me podcast and the accompanying community on Facebook. I've linked everything in the show notes. And as for me, I hope you'll take a screenshot of this episode and at mention me on the socials. Let me know what you thought and let's do some more great episodes in the future. You can connect with me at allisonhair.com or anywhere in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.